Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I am a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. The mission of this podcast is to empower businesswomen to take inspired action to elevate their lives. I'm your host, Melissa, and this episode is all about perfectionism, what it is, why it's dangerous, and how to curb it. So unfortunately, people often conflate perfectionism with having high standards, attention to detail, and a commitment to excellence. It's entirely possible to have those high standards without being termed an actual perfectionist. And among entrepreneurs especially, being committed to that excellence is what helps us build successful businesses, to go to that extra step where others may not. And the word perfectionism is, again, overused as well as misunderstood. Perfectionism in its truest sense implies a crippling rigidity. So I went and did a lot of research actually before this podcast to find a good definition of it because a lot of the definitions were like, including the word perfect in the definition. (laughs) So I finally found one that I think is really good at explaining what perfectionism actually is. And this is it. A personality trait characterized by a person's striving for flawlessness and setting excessively high performance standards accompanied by overly critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. So in essence, a perfectionist will remain rigidly adhering to the standard they set for themselves even when the context or situation has changed, or that standard goes from aiming high and quickly to frankly, impossible. So true perfectionism almost always is rooted in fear, right? Which can lead to a host of other problems, which we'll get to in just a moment. (laughs) But it's often about this need to be accepted, like people won't care or love you if you are not perfect. And I'll admit, I used to be probably like a borderline perfectionist case because I definitely fit into a lot of like the problems and I had to say a lot of the same issues that arise from perfectionism. So, you know, you can be that borderline case as well. And hopefully what I share at this end of this podcast will still really resonate with you and some ways to start curbing that perfectionism if it is starting to negatively affect your work. So problems that arise from perfectionism, there's like seven really key ones. First is that projects are never done. Projects are never done because they will never meet this unrealistic criteria for what a perfectionist deems perfect. And as a result, perfectionists keep working on tasks, but they often don't complete them or they don't turn them in or they don't share them with others, right? So that's a big problem because it actually takes way more time and hurts your work. Number two, perfectionism leads to stress and discontent. Perfectionism is actually extremely stressful because nothing is ever good enough. And that mindset really robs people of satisfaction of their work. Number three, perfectionism makes people risk adverse. So because like we said a moment ago that it is rooted in a fear, a fear of failure, Many perfectionists actually adopt the belief that if they can't do something perfectly or be the absolute best, that they shouldn't even try. And that was something that years and years ago, I dealt with a lot. Like I refused to do things if I was not going to give 2000% and be the best at it. And the problem with that is it makes your world so small. You know, you try so few things because you are so scared of failure. 
And the other part of that is even if a perfectionist wins the gold medal, does something the best, they're never actually going to be satisfied with that, right? Because they'll always be seeing ways they could have done it better. It's interesting. I've talked to perfectionists. I've had a lot of perfectionist friends over the years and they've said things like, oh, I I won, but that wasn't my actual best. And it pains me to hear that, especially having worked through a lot of this, both, you know, on my own and through therapy. And it's just, it makes me sad because you really realize how truly unhappy most perfectionists are. All right, number four. So perfectionism actually suffocates creativity and innovation, which, as you probably know, are absolutely necessary for positive change and success. You have to be willing to fail right? That's an element of being creative. That's an element of being successful in any kind of business venture is that willingness to have a little bit of trial and error and failure, not meaning that, you know, you are now bad, right? Because oftentimes what happens is that people are perfectionists. They perceive any type of failure, any slip up as a sense that they are a failure. So number five, is that perfectionism makes people critical of everyone around them. Because they judge themselves so harshly, you can imagine that perfectionists often, you know, treat people around them, unfortunately, with that same kind of rigor and keeping everyone on that same, like, level of success and saying, okay, if you're not perfect, then I can't deal with you. They might point out when other people are doing things wrong or become really passive aggressive. And number six, Perfectionism leads to an inability to delegate anything, not just work, personal life, right? You can't let other people do chores because it's not up to your standard. And really, perfectionism hinders relationships so much. It's kind of scary how much it can bleed into every part of your life. And number seven, last but certainly not least, (laughs) perfectionists take everything personal and they cannot take critical feedback. So this is one of those side effects that I used to deal with a lot because really what's happening is when perfectionists hear negative feedback, it's really tough on them because they personalize it. They internalize it. They see everything in such black and white terms that they take it a step further, right? So if they fail, then they are a failure. And that is really the danger with perfectionism. In addition to kind of these like smaller scale, how it affects you and your life, It's actually related to a lot of clinical issues, right? Perfectionism, there's a long list of clinical issues that are associated with them, like depression, anxiety, self-harm, obsessive compulsive disorder, binge eating, anorexia, all kinds of disorders that are really rooted in that fear place and are part of perfectionism. So perfectionism is not strength disguised as weakness. It's actually a really problematic perspective that can have serious implications. And especially in work, perfectionists often find it difficult to get started, to finish, and to meet deadlines. So now that I've kind of shared with you all the dangers, I will start by saying this before I share any recommendations of what to do next. Truly, the best antidote is professional help. And there is absolutely no shame in working 
with a therapist or someone that can actually help get to those root causes. So what I'm sharing in this, you know, 10 minute podcast might help if you are like a borderline case of perfectionist, right? Or if that you're already working on it in a therapeutic setting. So I just wanted to start by saying that little disclaimer. But when you are that borderline case, or if you just have some perfectionist tendencies that are holding you back, like maybe it's hard for you to take criticism or you spend way too long on projects, right? That's the case where what I'm about to share with you is probably going to be very helpful. So the best antidote to that kind of borderline case, right, where it's it's really negatively affecting you, taking a little bit too much time, having issues socially, is this. Learn to become a quitter by learning the art of non-finishing. So I can say that learning to quit or end something before I felt, you know, I was totally done or if it was perfect was truly like the greatest gift. Because the reality is there's absolutely no finish line when you're a perfectionist. This all or nothing mentality can be really crippling and you can take back your power when you start to quit, right? Starting to quit, (laughs) kind of ironic. But really, just learning the art of non-finishing. Don't finish things that aren't bringing you joy. Don't finish things that are not serving you. And stop before you're ready to be done. So there are kind of four steps that I would say to help, you know, someone kind of slowly dip their toe in, wade their way into, you know, becoming a quitter. (laughs) Step one is this. Recognize and internalize what I'm about to say. Being perfect and finishing things that are irrelevant do not make you better than anyone. It does not make you more lovable and it does not increase your value. Oh, I still get chills like thinking about that statement. That was one of the first things that really resonated with me and I couldn't tell you which self-help book I read that in, but it was one of them and it was really, really powerful to hear that. It's like, okay, if I really start to deal with that underlying belief that being perfect will make me more lovable, that is when change can start to occur. And then step two is practice the art of non-finishing with low stakes things in your life. So begin by turning your attention to things outside of work where maybe it's a little harder to release your grip on, right? So if you start with things in your personal life, right? Stop finishing crappy books. Stop watching movies that you don't enjoy after the first 20 minutes and leave bad dates. Okay half joking on the last one, but also kind of serious. (laughs) Because honestly, the biggest thing to take away from step two is this. When you're a perfectionist, you don't value your time. If you truly valued your time, it would be very easy to stop doing things, right? To quit, to practice the art of non-finishing. And when you can start assigning more value to your time and say, okay, I could finish this thing that I'm really not benefiting from, or, I could have all these extra hours in the day and that's when you'll be able to really start making change. So if you can kind of flip the switch here and start thinking of it in terms of like how much do you really value your time and less about what will people think or what will happen if I don't finish this activity. That's when the change happens. So that's why I recommend practicing applying the art of non-finishing to everyday activities. With time, it does become easier and you'll be able to apply this practice to your work as well. Step three, set time limits on your projects, both professional and personal. For me, setting time limits on projects has helped me curb my perfectionist tendencies immensely. 
So instead of spending hours on a simple project that should take 30 minutes, you're able to set like an hour maximum, right? And wherever you are is where you end. And the more you learn to adhere to these time limits you set on yourself, the more you'll take back control of your time. And I can say this, especially with running my own business, if I did not set time limits on every single project that I was doing, I could go work on them forever, right? But that's not going to ultimately create more value for my client or for myself. And learning that, you know, this is about roughly how long this activity, you know, or this project takes, and then setting a time limit that's maybe just like an extra hour. So yeah, okay, if there are extra edits or something takes longer than anticipated, I'm not setting unrealistically short timelines on myself. And step four, be kind with yourself. You're not going to be perfect at not being a perfectionist, (laughs) right? So you will slip up and that's the point. It's all about practice. It's all about increasing awareness and an active defiance of those habits that will not serve your happiness, health, or your work. Because really what you're doing when you are rewriting the script is you are breaking habits. And habits are some of the hardest things to change, right? There's those unconscious behaviors that we have. And if you've been a perfectionist for most of your life, it's going to take a long time, right? You're going to have to create those new neural pathways that developed when we act not out of habit, but intentionally. So developing that intention, developing that awareness, and remembering really that being perfect will not make you lovable, and that there's no such thing as perfect, (laughs) is pretty profound and a great start to changing habits that do not serve you. So I hope you found this episode helpful, and I will share with you this. Every one of my podcasts is recorded in one take. There is no editing except for that little music that's added, added, (laughs) added after I am done recording. I leave in every fumble because it's human and it doesn't make me less lovable. And in fact, this is one way that I've actually really learned to curb my own perfectionism is through doing this podcast in this format that's really not traditional. So I hope you find some way in your life, personal or professional, to start practicing the art of non-finishing and be willing to be a little imperfect. It's pretty liberating. Okay, until next week, you badass ladies. Keep moving and shaking and check back next Tuesday at 9 a.m. for another episode of Women Rise.